It was this older Jewish man that would come in there and he would give me $500 for a cup of coffee. And he just wanted to chat a little bit, never inappropriate, never like rude or anything. Three weeks, he gave me $5,000 and I was like, I'm getting the hell out of here! Okay, we are ready to go. Very, very excited because this week is a huge deal. We have the one and only Daphne Springs on the podcast, who is a comedian, actress, and writer. She's the host of her own podcast, Unapologetically Daphne, and has been featured in a variety of roles on shows such as Jimmy Kimmel Live and the comedy Get Down. She's toured with Cat Williams on his Born Again Again tour, (laughs) featured for Martin Lawrence, and perform at the All Jane Comedy Festival. I also have to throw in that you have your own makeup line, which is so badass. Yeah, lipstick. (laughs) Yeah, the matte liquid lipstick. I was like, I have to get one or two of those. Okay, let me know, girl, because they are are available. Yeah. (laughs) So welcome. We're so happy you're here. Thanks for having me. Um, When you said a huge, huge guest, I was like, well, who the hell is coming through the door? (laughs) You're like, am I just the first Uh, half of this shit? (laughs) We've been so thrilled about this because we're just like, it's it's fun when you track comedians that you're huge fans of for such a long time. You guys are talking about me, right? No, no. no. Oh, okay. yeah. Who's coming after you? No okay, the yeah. people before me. Okay. But like, we just want a little filler. So we thought maybe Daphne could be around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's available. Exactly, uh, yeah. exactly. But no, we were so excited because obviously Helena and I started Funny Girls Podcast with the intent of kind of building a community of people that are like, have never done stand up, have been doing it for five years, 10 years, just trying to find new people. Like, we're trying to learn ourselves. You know, we've been doing open mics ourselves. We've been enjoying and exploring the life of you know failing and bombing on stage and saying the wrong shit at the wrong time but we're like who else would we get some great advice and from a woman in comedy herself okay that's me all right so we're gonna get started with a classic question that we have been asking our guests when's a time that you've bombed in life like could be on stage but like also could be a coffee shop whatever Okay, a time that I bombed in life was the time that uh, me and my grandmother got into an argument. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And and she said, let me out of the car. And I let her out of the car. I got off at an exit going from L.A. to Vegas. She was like, you drive too fast. You're driving on cars. I was like, grandma, we got to get there. Okay? I, I don't know. It's something in my soul where I cannot drive 65 miles an hour in a 65 miles per hour zone. It should be Ever. illegal. It feels illegal. It, it feels like you're you're wasting God's time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you, you only got so much time on this earth. You don't go 65 in a 65. So me being the person that likes to use their time very wisely. I decided to go 90 in a 65, told my grandma, hold on to your wig and let's go. <laughs> so I'm like cruising, like I'm driving smooth. Like, I, I, you oh know, every gosh. once in a while you gotta cut to another lane, cut back. My grandpa's like, you're making my nerves bad. I said, grandma, you, now uh, you're stressing me out. Let me out of the car. So I, er, er, er. 
pulled over. Because you know, from here, Los Angeles to uh, Vegas, a lot of desert. Right. A lot of weeds. Once you get off of Barstow, it's just nothing but just dirt roads. She told me to let her out. And so I pulled over to the nearest gas station, got out, and I kept going. But I just left out of her sight to show her that you got to stop complaining. You don't leave, leave, because you can't leave your grandma out there. It's too hot. You know what I mean? And then I feel like it's coyotes and something might eat her body, even though they might. I don't know what coyotes eat old meat. It's like a timeout for the grandma. Yeah. They're like, this isn't good enough. I wanted like a baby yeah, or something. Yeah, I feel like coyotes eat people like 30 and under. Like I think it's just 50 funny. and older just seem like tough. Yeah. It seemed like the skin would be tough, no. not really chewy. Yeah. A little not salty. Interesting. A little Especially salty. in LA. Especially in LA. Yeah. Don't like this. <laughs> you know, that's like yeah, a lot of pollution. You know. I think that my favorite thing is the way that she's like, drop me off is the equivalent of like when a girlfriend's like, you should go out. Yeah. It's like you know what that really means. You know okay. what I mean? It's like when someone's like, yeah, you can go out with the boys. They're like, are you sure? Like, uh, you're, yeah. uh, you're letting me like go out with the boys? Like, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. You're good. It's like, clearly it's a death sentence. She's like, yeah, let me out of the car. You're like, okay. Okay. Yeah, I like challenges. <laughs> you do. Challenge accepted. You're like, okay. okay. How many okay. minutes? How many minutes? <laughs> yeah. I just rode around the corner for maybe like three minutes. I saw like a little In-N-Out burger whoop whooped in there. You know In-N-Out burger. That's about another 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. At least. You know what I mean? You have to come always an packed. An hour at least. You know, it ran through me real quick. I had to use the bathroom. So, you know, <laughs> I went back and picked her up and she was quiet the rest of the ride. So she, oh, she talked yeah. Yeah, it's very lesson. humbling. It's a humbling experience for your yeah. grandma. Does she go on a car, uh, a road trip with you ever again after that? She complains with every family member and always gets in the car, but says she's not going to get in the car. Everybody. But my grandmother <laughs> drives fast. Mm. Oh my gosh, she knows that. She's kind she of drives up on bumpers. That's a respectful bomb that you're like, I kind of just like left my grandma in the desert, but I feel like we can come back to that at some yeah. point. But you know what? The good thing that came out of that, she said that you're a real person and she put her life insurance in my name. Oh, do no it. <laughs> <laughs> Takeaway noted. Okay. She's like, you are honest. Yeah. And so you will leave me on the yeah. side of the road when I have to be yeah. left yeah. on the side of the road. But you'll come back and get me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> come, you yes, know, yes, she, yes, she's yes. probably the type of person that's going to, like, in a few years be like, you remember what you did to me a few years ago? Well, now it's your turn. She goes, like, 90 <laughs> miles per hour. You're, like, in Vegas. She's like, bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing about most life insurance policies is the person that's living and the policy, they pay it themselves. So they only have to get a beneficiary. So I was that for her. So if she doesn't give it to me, I really don't lose anything. But you thought this out. I you know. knew what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. you only know yeah. about the in depths of life insurance if you have someone that's giving you their life insurance. This just goes back to like the entrepreneurial spirit that you have in general. <laughs> You're like, okay, how can I? How can this be a business situation for myself? Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> both of us found it very interesting that you majored in chemistry. Yes. I always love hearing what comedians or actors and actresses do, and they're like, yeah, you know, I used to like, I was gonna be a vet, and now I'm, you know, a musician or something. So how did that kind of go? for you like what made you go into chemistry and then how did you even transition out of that (laughs) to stand up I just wanted to get a job where you can actually make a sustainable living like I feel like a lot of people went to college and they end up being manager at CVS and it's nothing wrong with that but sometimes the debt to um uh yeah income ratio is just not the same because it will take you X amount of years to just pay off your student loans I wanted a job where okay I could at least pay a good chunk of my student loans down Mm. 
and get a house. So that was something that was important for me. Right. And I've always been good at math and science. So with that being said, I was like, yep, this is a degree. And plus my dad was in it. So it was kind of like, you know. You just, it was around you when you were younger. Nepotism. Right. I was like a little bit like, We love you know. nepotism. Yeah, because he podcast. actually, my first internship <laughs> was, is my dad knew the lady. She used to work at the, uh, at a lab with him and then she gave me the internship yeah so and i feel like that's honestly so different because i feel like a lot of comedians wouldn't be that side of the brain of math yeah. and science oh, yeah. so i feel like that definitely gives you sort of a, a leg up more left and right really that's most i think artists are like right oh really yeah i guess that makes sense right yeah. so like the creative the colorful yeah, versus colorful, non-creative yeah. but i think that makes sense with you a little bit just in terms of like i feel like you're pretty like I feel like you're very like, I don't know if analytical is the right word. You're yeah. just very good at like figuring it out and organizing stuff like that. I'm, I'm a business all person. Right. I'm full right. Yeah, we're opposite. <laughs> I think you're, you guys are similar in that way. So yeah, it seems more like. the business side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't be full right. I mean, I can't walk on the beach with a sundress and no panties on. I need panties. <laughs> that, that, that is, that's me. That's that's me. me. No yeah, panties. I'm like, I'm yeah. just reeling her in. I'm like, yeah, I, need, I need these titties lifted with a little boy. I know. I love oh the buoyancy in the water. I have small tits, but when I'm in the water, I'm like, some guys think I look like a boy when I'm in the water, but I'm like, it's fine. Cause then I can get away with no okay. panties to top on. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So if you went to chem, obviously that wasn't your, so like being funny wasn't top of mind. When did you realize that you were funny? Um, I just moved to LA. I dropped out of college 10 credits short of a chemistry degree, $55,000 wow. in debt. <laughs> Boom. You're like, let's make it spicy. Let's make yeah. it interesting you know for what? a lot. Let's go head in. <laughs> I moved to LA with my grandmother. She had a two bedroom over in Inglewood and my little cousin who's like, I mean, she's probably like 10 or 12 years younger than me, but she had went back with her mother. And so my grandma was like, I got a little twin size bed here. And I was like, grandma, I'll be there. Amazing. <laughs> and then um, unlike a lot of artists, I did come with $10,000. Uh, I don't come not prepared. Okay. So, and just went in half head in, you know what I mean? But yeah. Did you do your first stand-up set in LA? Yeah. Wow. So you uh, moved October to, wow. 2010. I didn't know immediately that I wanted to do stand-up. Okay, so you I just sure knew yet. I wanted to be in the industry, yeah, but I was like, I'll come here, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Seems like step one for some people. So wait, how did you kind of know to save up to get to Hollywood? Like, what were you doing before you left? Cocktail waitressing at the casino. It was an Indian reservation casino. And so it was this older Jewish man that would come in there and he would give me $500 for a cup of coffee. 500? And he just wanted to chat a little bit, never inappropriate, never like rude or anything. He just would want to chat and I would talk to him, ask him how his day was. He would order one cup of coffee every day and give me five $100 bills and he'll sit there and play the machine. Oh my and God. And I remember in three weeks he gave me $5,000 and oh I was like, God. I'm getting the hell out of here. That's like an angel that came down. Yeah. Like a little Jewish man yeah. in a casino I'm like, Florida. I love that. And they say Jewish people, people are cheap. Yeah. Listen, Helena, that's listen, like, listen, that's like, like, like my people right now. Well, he he didn't like me, though. He did like me, but I was like, yes, sir. No. Was he doing it you right? You're not getting nothing other than his coffee. Yeah. Was, it, was it at the beginning? That, like, was he giving it to you every time from this first time you guys had met? Or was yeah. it? Yeah. But it he was, was investing in you. It what was another fuck? girl. She was a white girl. She redid her whole body from another older customer. They were just there. You know, South Florida has a lot of money, a lot of yeah. old money. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. this what you, this, for somebody to give you $100 for a free cup of coffee, that is not hurting their pockets at all. Like every day. Yeah. Well, I'll, maybe they're gambling and they're like drunk there or something. No, <laughs> you're not drunk if you're ordering coffee. 
That's true. That's that true. is true. He never ordered an alcoholic drink, not once. He was always sober. Hmm. He was never drunk. He wasn't high. Maybe it was a personality trait. Yeah. And I was the only black girl that worked there. And I was he the only one that he, he tipped. So he, wait, did he not tip the white girl? He only no, tipped. No, he liked me. Okay. Well, that makes sense. But I mean, I was just like, oh, okay. More did you coffee? say goodbye before you left and took off? I got the hell up out of there. <laughs> like, I'm going to pursue my dreams in Hollywood. He's like, I'm proud to have invested yeah, some had, of that. He had told me, he said, if you if you have a business plan, I'll invest in a business for oh, you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so let's just be real. He he was inching towards Sugar Daddy. He wasn't there he yet, was. but if you he had was. opened the door, he would not have closed yeah. the door. And now there's apps for that. Yeah. But, you know, he like signs up. He's I, was a, I guess I was a coffee sugar baby. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah, no, he was probably inching towards it. But oh I just gosh. kept it like a business, like uh, you're at a place of work. And yeah. I don't think it was anything that he was like, this man will come in with stacks of hundreds and just feed it to the machine. And I never saw him win. <laughs> well, that's the best part. Like you just, he kind of like, let, it's like he yeah. just let the money eat. Because like, I whatever. feel like those type of smaller casinos, no one ever really wins. And I saw somebody win one time, mm. like uh, like $100,000. They said the machine was broke. Of course. That happened to my grandpa. Yeah, they can do that. The money. That you guys, they can, do, they can legally do that. That happened to my Well, it actually broke. My grandpa was in like the Bahamas. He just would keep oh, going back to his like machine, and the place. shit just kept popping out. No. He would go do it, and yeah. like just just like coins would just drill out, and he just wouldn't tell anyone. And then he came, so it was like a massive bag, and I'm like, okay, grandpa. And I'm like Italian, so there's always like that mild concern of like a mafia related situation yeah. you're kind of like where did you receive these gold, yeah. this gold back yeah very scary yeah it's like terrifying <laughs> granddaddy in federal prison yeah i'm like because that's where they send you yeah <laughs> one thing about federal prison is no booty sex there no. i heard it's very limited very okay, limited so booty if, sex if so is voluntary so if you want to it's just booty yeah. sex so if you want to go somewhere you want to go to federal prison you want to go to federal prison okay, it's well, very like tennis yeah. if you're sending your grandpa somewhere yeah just send him to federal prison <laughs> we were interested that your grandma had worked at a hot dog stand when you guys were oh, in Florida. Oh, yeah. No, so, actually here. Oh, that was No, that were, was in California. Oh, that, oh, really? So once you got here. No, when I was younger. I used to come out here, I believe it was like 10th grade, because when I first started high school, I was 13. 13 turning 14. So this time when I went to come visit my grandmother, it was that summer before 10th grade. So I was 14. And so my grandmother owned this hot dog stand and she had it over. I got to ask her again, but it, it, it was near Washington High School off of Imperial or something like that. Um, I believe that might be close to Inglewood. Was it like the hot dogs with like the bacon wrapped around it? Was it like those stands or was it like a storefront situation? No, was it was like, like one of, it was like what you see a lot of the Mexican people and right. Guatemalan okay. people here have a whole hot dog cart. Like the yeah. Hollywood Bowl, we, we they own, do that. Because when we used to go there and um, actually wash, we had to wash it and we would store it at this place. It was nothing but Hispanic people and we were the only black people. My grandmother had this hot dog stand. And with this hot dog stand, when I first came to LA, I said, Grandma, this is a gold mine because I've always been the type of kid that wanted to work. Yeah. I used to sell fish. And then I told my grandma, I said, Grandma, this is a gold mine. You're not working this hot dog <laughs> stand correctly. You're only making $50, $60 a day. And that was good for her. Yeah. She had a husband that worked, paid the bills. And so, that was and good for her. You, how old were you doing? I this? was 14. That's hilarious. So I told my grandma, I said, Grandma, this is a gold mine. We got, we can make so much money. So I was like, Grandma, we can cut up some other stuff, put it on here. We need to start getting, putting it, copy other people's little uh, thing. You're and like, she was you're like, like, you were the face of this. She's yeah. like, wow, okay, I'll let you do what you need she's to do like, now. It's like 14 year old counting bills in the yeah. back room. You're like, I think we could do more. I think but we could I do more. Ran that little, I helped her run that little business and I would go get hot dogs and stuff like that. Boy, we started making us a little money and then um, 
I this man approached me. He was like, "Hey, you're good with people." And then I was like, "I'm so I've heard." <laughs> and my grandma looking like, "Is he creepy?" And then he was like, "Would you like to um get people to sign petitions?" Mm. So it was. <laughs> you ever walked outside of a store? They was like, "Hey, do you believe in uh, statue number 14 yeah, or whatever?" Could you across sign? Across the parking lot by yeah. that point, I have no idea. I will make you stop. Because he told me it was a dollar per signature. And I would get paid. So if I can get 100 people a day to sign this, I was making $100 a day at 14. I had the hot dog cart that I got a little percentage from. And then I used to sell candy. And it was this kid down the street. He was a he was adopted. So he was in foster care. So I would have him sell the candy. And then I would give him a little money. And he he had a crush on me. And when I tell you, I was I was making like as a, at 14, Five and six hundred dollars a week. Wow! And I was dripped in baby fat. money then than most comics are right now so I've, that's some legendary shit right now in, like, in america probably 30 percent of the population at that time imagine back in the day that was tax-free are we past the statue of limitations because you know the irs would come at you so how much were you making how many summers yeah, exactly. just one summer i did that actually one summer of having people sign petitions in our town and then realized but they said the same thing like a dollar signature i was like oh for real yeah. oh i've never yeah. heard of this but yes then, you get paid I didn't real. I didn't even know what the cause was. I didn't know anything, but it was against the the community that I lived in. So they found out. Yeah, Wait, it was like something against. So you we're unintentionally really, yeah. were basically we were from the same town too. You, wow. <laughs> so yeah. you unintentionally were like, here's a signature to bar- barricade no down idea. the whole town. I'm, just, I'm like money. Okay, like I'm doing. You guys that. are still like yeah. You guys are both entrepreneurial <laughs> yeah. in that way. I'm, that's what I'm just. I didn't understand what I was getting people to sign up for. But I had like a, a dollar, little spiel. Yeah. I had a little spiel. Yeah. I can understand it. And then, so another thing I started doing is forging signatures. I would go into Listen. the yellow pages. I was like, why would oh, I just, shit, so, so, many, so many people are saying no today. I would, I would go fake home names. at night at 14. I'd be flipping through the yellow page and I would sign it. And I'd try to sign a different guy. I had told my grandma, grandma, take me by the store. I got to get a whole bunch of different colored pens. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, I remember looking through yellow pages. Do you remember this? And I'd be like, Hillary Duff. And it's like, phone number. <laughs> and I'd call her, like, like oh, Hillary Duff. Oh, like, her front door and make her sign this petition. She'll probably really care about windmill. That's like some intimidating stuff that you guys are like under 15 and you're yeah. like, so we got the candy industry, the hot dog industry, and we also have the petition industry. I don't care what we're voting for and I don't give a fuck what the cause is. <laughs> if it's a dollar for name, I'm in it. $100 a day. Talk to just like drowning in cash as like a child. <laughs> you know what? It's crazy because I talk to a lot of people and I say, um, I believe that when you have like that type of work ethic or hustle in you or grind, that you're born with that. I've always had the same work ethic that I have now to incorporate and add businesses like the beauty and all the stand up and and doing comedy and all this touring and stuff. It's the same thing, just it's evolved into something different. I know a lot of people feel like they have to be sort of pigeonholed and like entrepreneurial hasn't been like a zing word until kind of recently. So I feel like a lot of- Some people be lying. Yeah, like in LA, it's so like true. everybody's an entrepreneur. I need you to have your own apartment if you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, or or the or the owner of a startup is my other favorite yeah. one. Oh, like yeah. what startup? Like that because you can. But just if you say, got abs, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to you. Yeah, bitch. for sure. I don't I didn't care <laughs> yeah. what you're working yeah. at that point. Yeah, you know? I was just interested in your body. <laughs> <laughs> did you always feel like you could be that entrepreneurial spirit, or did you feel like okay, I have to pick one thing and like go with that at a certain point? Because I feel like that's sort of, I don't know, like I. 
a youthful thing that you're like, okay, I'll try this and that and that. And then that wasn't seen as entrepreneurial. And then you're like, okay, but chemistry is my career. Did you feel that? Pigeonhole, no. Yeah, like, okay, you always felt like you'd everything. Because then I would read like self-help books and then <laughs> it was- about self-help okay. books in this bitch, so yeah. So, you know, for, back in the day, you used to hear that, you remember you used to hear that saying and you never knew why? A jack of all trades is a master of none. And then when I would read self-help books, it would say, you need seven streams of income to <laughs> be a millionaire. And I'm like, well, this is very confusing. Because seven streams of income mean I'm a jack of all trades, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's really 100%. Funny. That's really funny. Who makes up this shit? <laughs> and we all listen. Yeah, we all listen. Like, who came up with a jack of all trades? It's the master of none. And people are like, you know what? I feel like that's a karate, some karate shit, too. But yeah, 100%. That's be real. That's something that someone said once, and it shouldn't have stuck in a dick. And you it know stuck what I mean? through people's lives. And yeah. now so many people have just stopped living it. Right. But it's funny. If you're reading it, you're like, okay, yes. But if you say, out loud, you're like, what the that fuck sounds is stupid. that? Yeah, yeah, sounds like, stupid. Like, it's just a like a plaque. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> it's like apple doesn't far fall from the tree. Like, live the way you love, love the way so, you live. So if your mama was a crackhead, you gonna be a crackhead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, what if I don't want to do crack? Yeah. What if I try crack and I just don't like crack? What That's if like I don't like story. the way it smells? What if I don't like the neighborhood that it's in? What it, like there's a lot more to it. Where's the location of the crack? Are we talking East Coast, West Coast? Like it's not really fair. They're not giving us an, enough information here. Yeah, it's just like crazy sayings that we get. Yeah, caught up into. But that's true. That's really that's really cool because we did talk a few ep- uh, episodes ago about kind of just how sometimes we don't know if we're like feeling you know pushed into a specific kind of corner or mm-hmm. like having almost like an identity crisis with like, mm-hmm. am I a podcast host? Am I a comedian? Am I an entrepreneur? Like you know owning my own makeup brand, things like that. I think it's really like inspiring to see someone like you be like, yeah, I, I'm gonna keep doing something different. Like yeah. I was in chemistry. I did. I range from hot dogs to matte lipstick. Like, whatever you guys need, I got whatever you. you. I can need, sell a pen. On your lips. Exactly. You feel like it's been, especially since we're kind of like the Funny Girls podcast, like how has it been being a woman in comedy for you? Like, do you feel like it's been, you know, like, I feel like things have kind of changed in the last few years, you know, with the whole Me Too movement and things like that. That ain't stopping shit. Yeah, that's not. (laughs) These guys are still asking you out, still making inappropriate jokes. It's It's not really stopping nothing. It's more just hush hush, like in general. It's just you're not famous. That's what it is. It's like some people I want to be like, yo, you shouldn't be saying that to anybody, but no one would care if you said it because Mm. you're not famous. Interesting. Mm. Okay. I feel like people only care when people do inappropriate shit when they're famous. If you think about it. Just like with cancer, we have to like wait 15 years. open micer is harassing women, you got to wait 15 years till they make it. You just I have told to t- a couple of people, I said, ooh, you better not never start doing arenas. I'm snitching. As soon as you start doing arenas, I'm coming back, oh bitch. God, that's it. These people are probably like, do you want to get more famous, guys? Yeah. Maybe let's just keep it right here. So who wants to confront somebody? You just tell people that don't have enough money for you to sue to right. just be like, leave me alone. Yeah. Just like literally stay away from me. That's it. But somebody that's suable. Listen. Daphne's got it down. Yeah, and yeah. that's what matters. Here. It's all an hustle. She's like, like being a woman in comedy. Down. Yeah, Joe Schmo, <laughs> yeah. like 15 years. All right, he you're said out. this <laughs> 2017. It's like in your notepad. You have like a yeah. calendar up like, like five years ago today. He gave me a creepy look when I went he up said, on stage. I have a big penis. And I'm like, why would you say that? And also, you're probably lying. So let's just kind of move yeah. forward. And then I, I did, I, I crossed out the part where I said, well, let me see. Yeah. And then I don't, I don't say that in court because you don't ever want to. It's wanna, just the receiving yeah, text, not the It's just the receiving, sent. not the, 
you know, I delete because iPhone now said we're going to be able to delete all text, oh, yeah. unwanted text now. Wait, so what I'm doing is I'm going to go back and everything that was said to me, I'm going to keep. But everything that was I said, just rewrite, just, rewrite yeah. history. Yeah. Think. I think it's always like a, a frustrating stigma, like for some people that it's like women aren't funny, you know, like you're funny for a girl and things like that. And it's like there is just such a wide range of comedians, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's interesting to see women and kind of like their different angles that they take. Do you know what I mean? Because some yeah. people kind of will dive into like one category or like their sexuality or, you know what I mean? Like storytelling and things like that. So I wasn't sure for you if when you were kind of finding your voice as a comedian, if it was like difficult in terms of, of course, no matter what we're going to do as women, we're going to have guys being fucking assholes yeah. or just like those little chirping comments here and there. But with the actual substance of your material, did you feel like it was? I feel like when you first um, start, a lot of people are trying to put a make an impression on you. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to tell you how to be and what to mm-hmm. say and what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like they they don't really kind of like naturally let you develop. Like nobody's going to go up to um, Wanda Sykes or Amy Schumer and be like, you should start doing your jokes like this. They're not going to do that, but they'll feel that when you're at an open mic level or first starting out those first few years that they can say, well, you shouldn't talk about that and you shouldn't do this. And it's like, you don't tell me what to do. I always had a you don't tell me what to do attitude. And if you don't want me to say it here, I go say it somewhere else. Because I've had club owners try to tell me what to say. Well, I think that you and older comedians, well, you should not really do that joke. And guess what? I'm doing better than you. (laughs) (laughs) Got you. (laughs) You still doing cruises. (laughs) And you hate it. Your life is miserable. They're like, but you shouldn't have said that one. You shouldn't have said that joke. Well, I feel like honestly, that definitely gave like having that personality definitely gave you a major leg up to a lot of people. Like, I feel like if someone above my level came out to me like, oh, you should try this, I'd be like, Okay. Yeah, like, I, well, I guess that. it depends on who it is and what yeah. they're if they're trying to really like silence your voice of yeah. who you are. Because I think with comedy too, you have to naturally find out who you are, mm, and that yeah. comes with just talking it out and trying to figure out and failing because I think the same comedian I am today isn't the same comedian I was five years ago or five years prior to that you know what I mean like you evolve you're supposed to because we know a lot of comedians that's not (laughs) Um, but you're supposed (laughs) to evolve you know what I mean you're supposed to keep searching and keep finding and stuff but I really studied the craft too I think a lot of people don't put just research in this kind of stuff when you started out, what kind of comedian, like, did you think you were going to be versus do you feel like you are now or like evolved to be? Yeah. Were there people that inspire? Uh, sorry, it's a doubled up question. Yeah. But there were there comics that you also kind of were, I don't know. Like, when I, don't, I first like, started, it wasn't people that I was like, I want to be like this person because I didn't grow up in a household where I could just watch comedy like that. You didn't know too much I about wasn't that. A, my family wasn't into it like that so it wasn't like comedy was like I know people that was like yo I used to sneak up late at night and watch Def Comedy Jam no I was going I was asleep I was sleep sleep I didn't even know it came on I didn't even know it came on okay I was I was getting well rested for the next day to do good in school right not drop out and do comedy but um so with that being said like I wasn't just into those type of things so Mm. I I didn't really have anybody to like model myself after but as you start to watch comedians and the clubs and stuff you like oh yeah I really like this person's style and stuff like that but I think in the beginning you go through stages you go in the beginning you're just trying to get a laugh yeah. Yeah. so I went from trying to get a laugh to okay if you laugh I don't care 
Mm. Interesting. See, that's kind of because I'm just gonna tell my story, right. but I mm-hmm. also have to, you know, say a lot sometimes and trim the fat if it is dead space and stuff like that. Sometimes you got to go back and get more meat off the bones. Mm-hmm. So with all that said, you evolve into that. But now, if you don't want to laugh and have a good time. I may roast you in the audience, oh, yeah. or I may just be like, you paid, you got you dressed paid up, to come here. you parked, yeah. not to have a good time, that's on you. I found it really interesting how you said, kind of like people would give you advice and critique, but you wouldn't take it, cause like that's so something. Oh, I, would, I think it's like assholes, you take what you need and you mm. just, right. And then the, everybody like, has an opinion, right, cause you take what you feel is relative to you, yeah, that's true. relatable to you, and if it's not, then you just move it on. And just getting yeah. ego out of it, cause I feel like, for example, say us three were hanging out workshops, yeah. and we're talking through it and I showed you guys something like I yeah. feel like because of where you're at and your credibility if you said like you know that's not working I would be so quick to be like yeah you're right it didn't work versus just being like well I think it might work so I'm gonna still try it you know what I mean it's like oh, hearing and your then- voice and finding your voice you know that's like something big for us I think with the whole yeah. funny girl's path we're trying to figure out it's like finding our but personal. another thing too I always say this when people do give you something don't be rude about it because I see people like yeah okay like rude always mm, take like it because you never be appreciative of it and if you decide to use it you use it if you don't you don't but you also want to always be welcoming to it because you never know when somebody gonna come with that right thing that could just take your level and be the set that can so get sure. you into JFL or something like that so you just want to be able to d- always be open to it and smile and say thank you I always pull out my phone and write it in my notes and sometimes I go delete it later but I at least give you that respect. You could always try it, and then that's the great, the beauty of it all. Right, it's like the you trial know? and error of it. Yeah, that's but, so interesting. And also, like, you have to pick, think the person's funny. Yeah, like the person doing the cruise ship. It's like maybe you don't think they're funny. Yeah, it's so like, like, some people advice. might not be funny, but they could be funny with something they give you though, because yeah. they just haven't figured themselves out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. it's like fine. It's or they funny. do slap slit, stick shit, and they just that's not the type of comedy. They don't want to be a storyteller. They don't work hard every day to try to be like Dave Chappelle or something like that, where they have a strong point of view but that doesn't mean they can't give you a, a tag or something that's and just simply amazing right. yeah it's yeah. just levels that's yeah. so interesting certain people are happier where they at yeah because sometimes i used to think, success you yeah. know they're like this is it i made yep. it because i i'm on a cruise ship i made it i'm traveling well, around the world i can feed my <laughs> family i bought yeah. a house roof over I my have head. a car mm-hmm. my kids are doing well my wife loves me and that's good enough for some people and mm. then some people want to have superstardom like a Jerry Seinfeld like? and a Kevin Hart. <laughs> Hell and yeah. that's what yeah. they say. Daphne Springs, yeah. you know, going up there. Talk to me one Hell day. Yeah. We Hell on yeah. our way. <laughs> <laughs> Manifest that stuff. Okay. So there was also something that was interesting. Um, I think it was on, it was the TV show that was basically, they followed you and a few oh, other comics. Oh, Inside for, Jokes. I was obsessed. I oh, you watched yeah. it? Oh, yeah. I feel like only comics watch that show. Oh, that's so okay. cool. That nobody <laughs> ever comes up to me in the streets and be like, I saw you on Inside Jokes. Can I just say like, it not was to be an story. ass, the pro- there was no promo. Because after I watched it, I'm telling uh, people about it. And I'm like, did you guys know that there's literally a show where like they follow comedians who are trying to get in JFL? And they're like, what? And these are people that are in comedy. So the fact that I even came, like we came across this just because we were, you know, like we've been researching and just kind of like learning in general, just being in comedy these past few months. I like feel like you can literally use those episodes to just really retain a lot. And I saw in the episode that you showed your vision board. Yeah, mm. vision boards are and important. And we saw that you had kind of like, you know, your different sections and you were showing the crowd. And that was a few years ago at this point. So, you know, Helena kind of came up with something like what's what's like ha- like what's happened on your vision board already that you've kind of wanted to or like what's changed Headlining. since then? You know Headlining. what I mean? Yeah. 
I mean, that was something I was always hoping for, um, to, to, to make a certain amount of money, to have a certain amount of followers. Cause I do a lot of online content as oh, yeah. an influencer. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's part of the reason why I was invited to do uh, VidCon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So, so um, exciting. just to manifest more numbers and fans and followers. Now I'm working on just putting more butts in the seat, you yeah. know, cause that's a challenge too. Filling seats and just getting people to like really selling. I want to be able to sell out a weekend. Oh, yeah. Can I sell out a one nighter? Yeah, depending on the city. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, sometimes they city. don't know you in Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Connecticut, I mean, do I you, don't think it's a loss. Do you feel the most like in yourself, like the, the best you're doing when you're doing social media stuff or mostly is your goals involving stand up? My goals is involving everything because yeah. I'm not going to limit myself. You know, at first it was one time when uh, um, social media changed my life. Mm-hmm. It really oh, yeah. changed my life financially. I've never made as much money doing stand up or acting job ever as I made in making online content. Especially when that stuff started yeah. monetizing yeah. on YouTube and everything. Yeah. Monetizing Facebook was a life changer because Facebook just pays the most. It's just the best platform for me and then um you know the other ones just fall in line as well but yeah that that was like whoa you can make this kind of money and create Mm. because I think and it was no gatekeepers yeah yeah it was just the only thing that could ever got in my way was just me yeah (laughs) when did you realize that you could make money from social media um, some friends taught me. Okay. Yep. So you were, so initially some you were other just trying influencers, to figure out. Okay. They told me and you know, it's all, we all work together and being that people helped me, I done helped probably a hundred others. Wow. Yeah. That's something we always like used to say, especially in like the first episode. I don't know if it's specifically comedy or maybe just like entertainers. Mm-hmm. Like there's such a community of people just wanting to like help out. You yeah. know, I feel like there's just that openness to be like, here, yeah, like until I'll it's give- an audition. Yeah, they won't tell you. <laughs> and then they're, like, and then they're yeah. like, oh, you're what are you doing tonight? And they're like, yeah. oh, same role as me. I'm good fucking luck. <laughs> that stuff seems intimidating. Auditioning seems like a. Oh, you don't audition yet? No. Oh, you will be soon. Yeah. I was like, that's it's that, a lot of work. That's why I'm especially scared. nowadays with the self taping. That's that's where you got to do everything. Set up your lights. I am everything. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. y'all, need, you remember back in the day? You guys may not notice, but back in the day, like I know, like I heard it might have been around the eighties or something. They used to pay actors to audition. If you were SAG after, you got paid to audition. What the oh. hell? Like, how much would they and even they offer And they got rid of that. that. I don't know, but they say people would actually make a living, too, off of auditioning because it's so much work. Think about self-tapes right now. It's almost like setting up your own podcast. You got to do the lights. You got to do the cameras. You got to find somebody to run lines with you and just not to get a job and never receive anything. They I think need to that's bring the that biggest back. thing. The biggest thing is that you just don't hear anything. Yeah. Like, and that you're it just, that's, you have to not be okay that. Not that you were good or it was good, but not this time. You're, and like, it's like, you know, feedback is like, obviously it would be nice, but I feel like they <laughs> just have be so nice. much, like I've, you know, like I just said, I, yeah. I have an audition, but just from being, you know, working at a management company, yeah. kind of seeing that, it's just, you hit a point where you're like, what do we, we don't have any direction to head. <laughs> other than just like, nope, like, fuck. Am do I you want to know? I don't even hear no. I just don't hear nothing. It's silent. And then the show comes up and you're like, oh, cool, the show's up. Like, yeah. then you go to IMDb and type like, a name. This bitch! You can't act out at me! <laughs> and then you look up and we're going to go all the way back to, this is the callback. We're going to go all the way back. Nepotism. Find out they the goddamn daughter of the director. Huh? <laughs> Ah! Yeah, I'm it. I'm it. That's the best thing ever. Jennifer Anderson! 
You're like, you're like, but I feel like I could have really fit that body. Yeah. Yeah. I could be his daughter yeah. in real life and then play the actor. It's like a nine-year-old role. You're like, it's fucked up. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. I could have been nine. It's filters for that. There is. It yeah. is. It's scary. It, it really is. They like, look is so that good. Catfish. Yeah. I know. No, it's, it, they're like, oh, this reminds me of the Daphne that was selling all the candy on the street. It's like back towards like the baby okay. filter. They're like, what the fuck? I'm on there playing of my own detective to catch a predator. <laughs> have you felt like you've had so much success, but have you felt like there was a moment that you've made it or ha- have you not felt that yet? I don't know if I'll ever feel it. Mm. Because it, this industry is constantly evolving, yeah. and you know, as you as, as you go through this industry, especially, and you watch, you're gonna see certain people that you think are absolutely brilliant, but they never go to another level. Mm. They're just gonna you'll surpass them, or maybe you'll do something else with your life, but they'll still be at that one spot. So, with that being said, I never want to get too comfortable. I always mm. want to achieve and kind of figure out and navigate, um, and just see what else is next for me. Yeah, do you? Do you celebrate the wins or do you kind of just like, what's the next thing? I do now. I had to learn to be grateful. I was just going to say, did you feel like you should just be like, okay, what's next? What's next? You had that hustle mentality. Yeah, it's hard not to be like, what's next or what else? Sometimes I'm practicing now because I'm not fully committed, but I'm (laughs) practicing being grateful for the things that I have because I could be doing anything else in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I could be pregnant by somebody rich. (laughs) Yeah. I know. You're like, I chose the hard path. Okay. okay. I chose the hard path. Yeah, exactly. Call the casino guy. I could have had a sugar daddy, oh, okay. or like mocha sugar daddy coming here. Like, and so all I had to do was make coffee every day. Five hundred dollars, like shit. That's a night at the comedy show. Okay. <laughs> what comedy show? Yeah, you're like you're like LA, that's, not- that's five weeks of comedy. Yeah, it's like three bucks. You're like great. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much for all of this. You know, like you have those people, like even back to the whole entire like vision board situation, mm-hmm. where it's like. Great. Take a second and be like, I did this. I was able to succeed at this, but also to always have that drive to keep going more and pushing forward. I think that's really, really impressive because I feel like a lot of people are very different with that when it comes to like as basic as like work ethic. You know what I mean? It's just like not. And it seems like also like your ability to pivot is something that I feel like is so inspiring because it's like, okay, this isn't working right now. Like, okay, what is like social media, like makeup, like let's figure out what is the thing that's working. Yeah. I remember even in the pandemic when we were texting, you're like, so I have some masks. (laughs) I was like, I fucking love you, Daphne. They were dope. They were great. I was doing good on masks. I know. You you were threat. You're like, they're actually sold out. I'm like, excuse me? I was selling out on masks, child. People needed them. I went downtown. And it's to a, a, a sewing place. I said, can you make some ass? He said, bring the back the fabric. I said, okay, I'll be back. <laughs> I went and picked out my fabric. Boom, I was selling masks. And I was making like four or 5000 a month selling masks. Meanwhile, now I'm wondering, like with the same thing with masks, tampons are running out. Like someone's got to get on that? it. Do you know tampons oh my are God. running out? And Similac. Women going to have to go back to being <laughs> breastfeeding. Yeah. Like why? Why would they do that to us? Yeah, I was like, who's going to who's gonna be the entrepreneur that yeah. comes up with a new tampon brand? It's like their like, face not. on the fucking tampon yeah. box. Like, yeah, I'm in that pussy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a fake person diving up and just, oh, uh, yeah. Let's two months ago. Would, would, would you put Justin Bieber up there with his lazy face now? It's literally like, it's like when you have the, you remember when you were younger and you'd like drop people in water and they yeah. blow up like, at, yeah. like you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like make a boyfriend, make a girlfriend. We could just yeah. do tampons. Yeah. Hey, do you hey. want Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio up in there? Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't personally, but you know, yeah. someone might come back as a zombie. Yeah. You just be blood <laughs> Oh my God. Sorry. All right. So, the last couple of days, he'll be black. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just joking too much. Damn it! <laughs>
Everybody know the last couple of days. That, that shit turned Girl brown. Talk. Girl talk. <laughs> We gonna get back on track. Yeah, I love that. I'm like, tell me, more. I talk about the weirdest shit. We we always have to like break. She's the one who tries to reel it back, and I'm like, so anyway. She's like, yeah. All right, so new comedians listen to this podcast. So, what advice do you have that's uh, for someone that's new in comedy? Keep going. That's it. Don't give up. Yeah. Don't let your mama talk you out of it. Don't let your daddy. Don't let your boyfriend. Don't let your girlfriend. Don't let anybody stop you from your goals. Don't give up. That's really really. Very and if helpful. you give up, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> one person, <laughs> one last person. She's like, I don't have to fight you out. <laughs> Daphne's gonna have to worry about you. Daphne's gonna be in the car leaving and being like, wait a second, I think I might have competition. Actually, these aren't my friends anymore. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, like, we're, minutes, we're like twenty years 20 behind minutes, you yeah. at, the, at this point. We're like, help us! We're like, nah, I told you, I give, I give baby steps. That's it. I'm not helping <laughs> yeah. you with all this other shit. Right. It's a notebook, like a couple things that we said, and we're like, all right, fifteen. 15 years these girls oh, are out of here funny girls podcast didn't ask me for my help after the episode <laughs> fucking rude she's like well in court on um friday this yeah. is what had happened she said tampon yeah <laughs> what was the takeaway from the podcast well she talked about tampon and all the, and and the guys is, are in the next be- 20 years that could be sexual harassment Who you think it? it'd ever get to a level where women could actually be on the forefront of sexual harassment I mean, anything could happen, but anything also we are having this interesting conversation. Would you let your kid like have sex with a robot? I know this is going a totally different direction. Well, and not then it's a child. Like, wait, wait, or, or like, what did we talk? But, uh, but I might get that robot some ass. It was some of our friends having a debate because it's like years ago, or not forty years, whatever. It would be you would feel the same way about like gay sex, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's like with now, right, are like we be relationships and things yeah. like yeah. that. I don't yeah. know. Well, it's also like yeah. I'm checking the date on these robots. It's, finding out that they're pedophiles. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You're like, yeah, like, like say, one my son? And the robot kicked my <laughs> ass because they they made out of titanium or something. Well, I was saying, like, even like vampires and werewolves. Yeah. Like, sorry to bring it up, but it's I'm gonna yeah. fucking say it. Like, what? Or like, would you have sex with a vampire werewolf if they really existed? I personally would. I would not. I don't know how we got here. <laughs> I don't like hairy dicks. I mean, who does? That's a werewolf. Yeah, he's very. But I mean, hairy. like a werewolf, like a man, like turning the human. That's bestiality. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's Le- just wrong. Lisa Vampire is still like a human I can that just that. lives forever. Okay, you're talking about robot. I can just like, just like, Helena's acting Helena's like, would you fuck a robot? We're like, meh, I'm like, vampire? Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I said vampire, okay. Werewolf is where I was like, okay, Beauty and the Beast, okay. Yeah. I like yeah. how it just goes to Harry Dick, you're like triggered. You're like, I don't yeah. know, I don't yeah. talk about it. Just, <laughs> too much hair. <laughs> All right. You know, we're wrapping it up over here. I feel like we could literally talk for another hour at least. But Mm -hmm. I feel like the biggest thing, you know, with everything going on with you, like, is there any recent projects you're working on or things coming up that you've been excited about? Just come out to a show and see me. Buy a ticket. Sit your ass down and listen to me. I'm funny. Yes. Yes. And if anyone is going to be in in Vegas, if anyone's going to be in Las Vegas this week, Please go see Daphne perform. She's at the, at the Tropicana. Traf- oh, at the Tropicana. At the Laugh Factory. I know. I always get confused with that. They have like multiple names. It's like the mm-hmm. Laugh Factory and the Tropicana and the thing. I'm well, like, it's the casino. The okay. It's the Laugh mm. Factory is in the Tropicana. That's going to be really nice, though. Yeah. I haven't ever gone to a comedy show there. I went and to Vegas a magic show there. It's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bunch. I could, the, the audience must be insane. But Crazy. yes. And we'll make sure we'll have all your, your Instagram handle and everything on our on our bio for our thousands and millions of fans to follow you. <laughs> Patreon. Yeah. Patreon. Yeah. Well, all the fun links we'll, we'll okay. plug in. But I don't have a Patreon, but I'm saying for y'all Patreon. We, your Patreon, you have two yeah. subscribers right uh, here. Yeah. One and one. Yeah. I don't have one for y'all. Oh.
Yeah, you guys definitely they should. We'll have two subscribers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll have one subscriber. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but thank you so much yeah, for coming on. Okay, thanks for having me. You've been the best, and we appreciate your advice and your time. All right, thank you guys so much for listening to Funny Girls Podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.